Welcome to the MacGyver Podcast with your hosts, Mac Jackson and Nathan Schell, where we celebrate the television show, the actors, and the influence that they have had on our lives. Follow us on iTunes, Facebook, and Stitcher. Hi, I'm Richard Dean Anderson. Name's MacGyver. Colonel Jack O'Neill, SGY. My name is Pratt. Ernest Pratt. I always get a happy, tingly feeling when I see those guys. Name one contract that I failed to execute. MacGyver. Oh, here we go. You're a target. And I don't intend to miss it. Over my rotting corpse. I'm sorry, did I say that out loud? Glowing eyes, cliche behavior, evilness, that kind of thing. Is mental illness contagious? You think? You can do anything you want to do if you put your mind... Well, you do have a penchant for pulling brilliant ideas out of your butt. Head. Out of your head, when we need them. Oh, the stuff's already here, I just find a different way to use it. I like your attitude. Permission to take a team through the Stargate, sir. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the MacGyver Podcast. I'm Mac Jackson. And I'm Nathan Shell. And how you liking that new intro? I pieced together a nice montage of sound clips to give everybody a fun intro. And also, it kind of saves me time of every episode having to come up with something new. I oh, yeah, I think, it's, I think it works really well. That's a good uh, standard. What I got to hear through, you know, because we handled this over the phone, uh, you played it for me on the phone. And I enjoyed what I heard, but I think sound quality wise, I think once I hear it going back and listening, you know, listening to you and I platter on for however long, uh, I think it'll be interesting to actually hear it without the muffledness of a a cell phone, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, I'm anxious for you to hear that. Because I also have uh, the other one for the Never Gets Old podcast. Yeah, I think it'll work. Yeah, and once I get sick of that, I can always mix it up with other sounds if I feel so bold. I've been really super creative uh, in that sort of mode lately. I'm two sentences away from finishing the next chapter of the MacGyver SG-1 audio series, Chapter 5. Yeah, I, I, say it's, I was going to say, I think it's Chapter 5. Yeah. Uh, and uh, speaking of that, I just want to thank everybody before we move on. Everybody who has been kind enough to add a review or a rating, that means the world. I've, I've had wonderful things said. It was cute. Somebody, <laughs> uh, Someone on our Facebook page wrote, I want more Mac Jack. And I thought, really? I think I know what they're referring to, but I don't want to assume and yeah. she went on to say, I love that series. I am hungry for more. Give me more. Give me, give me, give me. And, and I'm like, good. Please let that be known through iTunes. Yeah. Well, it's it's funny. Um, as you know, I went to a convention the other week. Yes. And uh, it was funny. I'm walking through the one area where they had celebrities, and I just spun immediately on my heels and I'm like hey what are you guys doing here because I saw two people who 
a couple weeks prior, I'd seen out in Pittsburgh. Right. Who, coincidentally, the last time I'd seen them was at Shore Leave that you were at. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was funny because I knew I recognized the woman right away. The husband I recognized only because of her. But she is a huge MacGyver fan. And I got to talking to her out in Pittsburgh because she's like, I love that you have, you know, MacGyver's ID card. I'm like, well, I, of course I, I have to. I mean, <laughs> and then we were talking about, you know, SG1 and, and everything. And I said, I feel bad. I don't know if I ever mentioned this to you out in Pittsburgh or back in Maryland. I said, but my buddy and I, who his name is coincidentally Mac, we do a podcast about macgyver and all things rda and she's like get him a pen get him a pen get him paper <laughs> i'm like okay so I, I wrote down the information for for this podcast and then i said yeah we talk about comic books and movies and tv shows and stuff on another podcast and i just go ahead went ahead and wrote that down for her and she goes wow that's really cool she goes well is there any other like richard dean anderson or macgyver type things that you you know you're aware of i said well there's something I'm I'm working on the pipeline that's going to be a limited, limited thing, limited run type thing. But I'm playing that one kind kind of close to my chest, and unfortunately, that means I'm not even going to be telling you about it just quite yet, Mac. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it is something that I'm sure you will appreciate once I do have it, sure. because one may appear at your house. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, so I teased her with that, and I said, oh. Since you're a fan of all things RDA, I said there is an audio series. Now, I said it, it doesn't have like a set release schedule because he'd rather have it quality over quantity. I said, but there's a MacGyver audio series that my friend Mac does. And I wrote it down and she's like, okay, because I'm not familiar with how to do things on iTunes, like how to search for stuff. Could you show me? So I pulled out my phone and I showed her on the iPod or the podcast app. And she's like, oh, that's a really cool. That's a really cool cover image for the MacGyver, <laughs> or the MacGyver podcast that we're doing right now. I said, well, yeah, my buddy Mac designed the logo and everything. She goes, it's perfect. It's, it's perfect. So I showed her the one I did for your audio series. And she's like, oh, my God, that is that that's absolutely perfect. I said, well, to be fair, you know, Mac sketched it up and I just converted she goes you guys are an amazing team i i gotta listen to this stuff we're we're probably gonna listen to it you know on the way home or whatever i'm like all right cool whatever you know but it was just really funny that i stumbled upon this woman not once not twice but three times mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you know just it was really touching that you know she remembered you know our first encounter i'm i remembered it but it was a little foggy because of all the people i've gotten the chance to meet sure but uh, yeah, it was just really cool, and I, I remembered last night when we talked briefly that I wanted to mention that to you on the podcast. Because well, I appreciate I that. And I'll tell you the the feedback that I'm getting, I'm I'm so blessed, I'm so thankful because just you know, besides wanting to keep up on that, I also went internationally and was checking to see what other countries had to say, like England, mm -hmm. and they spoke highly of this podcast. And oh, that's it, good. Yes. And, you know, they said it's fun and, and it's true to what it's supposed to be. And the one review said, the next podcast I'm going to listen to is the one where they reviewed the 2016 pilot. 
And I'm like, oh boy, well, buckle oh, up. Buckle up. <laughs> Yeah, you know. Well, and, I mean, and it, and the thing I think is, you and I generally try to go into any of it, even if it's stuff with the other podcast. If it's something that we're kind of like have some reservations about or whatever, we try to go in hoping for the best, not expecting the worst, and we genuinely, genuinely try to find something about it that we appreciate, exactly, or exactly. something that we enjoy, and. Yeah, there are some times where you and I may not necessarily see eye to eye on topics, but we also have that respect and admiration for each other that we don't let that prevent us from having a civil conversation. You know, it's sad that 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 isn't a standard for most people too. Yeah, I mean, you were telling me. I remember you told me about one podcast, and I'd ended up listening to a couple episodes of it, and then you found you'd found out further on down the line the guys had had a falling out or whatever and yes. it's like well it takes yeah. away from your dynamic yeah because the one guy's not on there anymore because the other guy kicked him off even though he said he swears he didn't kick him off i'm like you didn't fight to keep him on though did you you said well you know yeah. i think it would be better if if maybe he came on as an occasional guest well he hasn't been on since yeah um, that means he got booted and i stopped listening to it because you took away what i loved about it yeah you know and, um, but I, it's funny too, because I'm the wonderful things that people are saying about the audio series, just, it confirms what I'm trying to do. They're, they're talking about, you know, it's, it's a better alternative to what we have out there. Uh, somebody else said it's carrying on the stories and the legacy, which is exactly what I want. I want mm -hmm. it to be like the, the show's never stopped type of thing. Yeah, and also how it's woven without disturbing what we already know. And I thought, thank you, because I, I'm working to towards that. Oh, somebody was nice enough to actually say, uh, the writing, the sound effects, the respect for the characters, and the voice acting is—I can't think of the right word. If it was on point. Or if it was, you know, I don't want to say perfect because I don't think that was the word, but it was, it made me think of like excellent. Let's just say excellent. And I thought, wow, you know, I don't want to be creepy and hunt these people down, but I really felt tempted to go, all right, what's, who is that? Let me, because I just want to thank them because. Well, I think, it and this might actually, and this actually might be something that's worthwhile for you to do on, on the uh, audio series podcast. <clears throat> because you know you do take however long it takes for you to do each chapter do maybe like a couple minutes at the end saying thank you for listening by the way i would like to thank and if you've got their usernames or handles or whatever just you know give a general thanks you don't necessarily have to go into to over detail but just say you know i genuinely appreciate your feedback it means the world to me and right. i think you know that would help show that you know, you are actively looking at those reviews and it's not just a, a one-way street, so to speak. You know, just that them shouting the off into of the it. ether, you know. I didn't want, you know what, I could do it on here. I think that's what this, oh, absolutely. this podcast do. is for. So hang on, give me two seconds while we're talking and I will type so. it up. Let's see, we want the MacGyver SG-1. Audio series right 
Uh, well, that went to the wrong spot. Well, here, let me see if I can, you, you talk, I'll okay. see if I can pull it up. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I, it's wonderful. First of all, it always baffles me that more people don't try to take part in just spreading the good word. Like, oh yeah, me, I feel obligated. Like I'm, we're on our podcast talking about it, trying to promote like, you know, the mad about mad about you and all these other oh, yeah, you do the cross you, you do the cross pro, uh, cross promotion and, and you know hopefully have, some right hopefully something sticks you know but it's amazing that there's so many people who don't bother to even just go in and click five stars you just help somebody out so much you know that type of thing and oh, yeah. i'll tell you something too another wonderful wonderful thing people have been quoting my lines back to me and Good. that's cool that's like being on stage and if i play one of my songs and to watch the audience mouth the words back while i'm playing it i can't describe how powerful that is like somebody wrote back uh wrote hi this is macgyver get me jack o'neill and then they wrote after it like chills i get the chills and i thought oh yeah. thank you because, again, with all that we do, I so many times feel like we're just screaming into the ether and nobody cares. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, it, it's good to see and good to get that acknowledgement that, you know, what, we, what we're what we doing is making some impact on someone's life. If either it's just, you know, you know, us blabbering on here about, you know, our enjoyment of, you know, MacGyver or the comics that you and I've been reading on for the never gets old podcast, you know, it's that acknowledgement that, you know, us just doing what we do. And we're, I mean, realistically, you and I are doing this just because of the fun we're having. Right. Well, it's just the reason to do anything. Getting, getting that just, Oh yeah. You know, I, I love hearing, you know, Mac talk about that, you know, crazy kid up the street and all the woes <laughs> with that or, about you know the different conventions he's gone to or both of them swooning over rda or their enjoyment of this movie or that series or whatever you know it shows that you know we're not alone in those feelings as right well. oh which remind well i'll get to that in a second <laughs> did you you found some names to shout out oh no because i thought you were looking it up no, on your phone. no 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 <laughs> whoops i figured yeah, no it's like, okay it's okay I'll pull it up because my uh, internet signal is usually better. Yeah, so, that's true. Although I apologize if I seem laggy today. Uh, I've got something downloading in the background that I unfortunately could not stop. Well, if, if it does, I'll just say, hey, you got to repeat it or whatever. Yeah. Um, so. so, yeah, you do that. I'm trying to think. I, I'm going to see if I can look up some uh, nice quotes. Well, what I've been doing every day is... <laughs> It's so funny. We have so many irons in the fire. We constantly have, I constantly have something to mention every day, whether it's the store, which by the way, everybody, if you're loving the MacGyver podcast, the MacGyver SG1 audio series, I have merchandise. If you want to get shirts, pants, bags, mugs, thermoses, CD covers with anything MacGyver or Stargate on there, check out redbubble.com and it's my store is just what mac w jack i believe i was gonna say i think yours is just 
Mac W Jack. Yeah, but go in there because so. all these logos, all these pictures that I'm making are in there. So go ahead. You were going to say something. Yeah. All right. I got the three review- yeah, the three reviews from April. Okay, go ahead. All right. You got GZLE1298. Okay, I'm you. a sucker. I'm a sucker for a good co- crossover, and this one is fantastic. The voice mannerisms of the characters are excellently done, so kudos to you, sir. I'm happy, or no, I'm sorry. My I jumped to a different line. I see MacGyver in action in the Stargate side of the story. Now that we're seeing SG1 in his, thank you, all of you. Yeah, thank you, all of you. Sorry, thank you, all of your hard work. And I look forward to seeing more. I have not seen that one yet. That's new yeah. This this was this was from the twelfth, uh, from the fourteenth. Uh, podcasting done right is the the title of his review. Nice. And this is for the audio series. Yep, for the audio series. Wow. All right. So uh, let's see. You. You've got you've got one from KCC thirteen and a bunch of X's. I'm not even gonna try to count. Uh, I love MacGyver so much. I named my cat after him. Okay, that's pretty awesome. Uh, <clears throat> which may have been a mistake because he often lived up to the name. Hey, you know, that's just perfect naming then, I think. <laughs> but that's besides the point. I also watched SG1 back in the day, but I don't know it like I know MacGyver. This crossover continuation is the best of both worlds. I love the Easter eggs included in the details of his chapters. Mac, the writer and narrator, does a great job of bringing both of these characters and the story to life. Nice. So I and think that's that? a very... KCC13 and like five oh, X's. Thank you. Yeah. All right. And that, was, and that was from the 15th. His review was all I hoped it would be. So, yeah. Sweet. See, All right. I, I, this is this is what I'm talking. I'm not patting myself on the back. I'm just saying it's good to hear. Well, feedback. This th- this one I, th- I I love just because of the title of the review. Oh, wahaha! Brilliant. And this is from Starcatcher42, <laughs> which I applaud the name just because 42 is always fun to include in usernames. All right, <clears throat> Chapter Four update. More. I want more. Love it. <laughs> Hate the cliffhangers. This is awesome and totally a reboot I could get behind. Kick it up. Rick would be proud. Uh, or keep it up. Rick would be I, proud. I, I sure hope so he is. Smart. Thank you, Star Lover, was it? Star, Ch- Star Catcher. Star 42. Catcher. Thank you. God bless you. So, I'm telling yeah, you, I mean, it's good to know that we're not just screaming into the ether. Yeah, I mean, you've got eight reviews and... You've got five stars out of five on all of them. So. Eight reviews. Holy crap. I'm going to have to go back and look. And you know what's weird? And I'll tell you, I've told you this before. You get to see things way before I do. For some reason, my updates don't show as quick. My Like when you post a new episode, well, they don't pop I hack, up as quick. It's because I hack the system and I, and I get <laughs> early dibs. <Yeah. laughs> no, it's just... I, I think it's partially because... Um, I'm so frequently checking my system just automatically sure. checks more frequently, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. So. Well, thank you, everybody. Please keep it up. Also, hey, guess what? You're listening to the MacGyver Podcast. We like good words on here, too. Help us out. Give us some stars. 
you know, share yeah. the love. Let, let us know what we're doing that you love. Let us know what you're we're doing that you'd like to see us do more of, less of. You know, tell a friend hopefully. too, because I, yeah. I, I'll tell you when people do listen. Thank God they they seem to enjoy it. Which reminds me, let's move on to uh well we have to go through the good the bad reboot and everything else so let's get the not so good out of the way before we get into the good um hey nate why don't you uh <laughs> why don't you take over this section we are <coughs> we have now the season two of the not macgyver show has come and gone they have gotten for whatever reason a third season um, and I'll tell you this before you dive in. Okay. The article review of how the numbers were on the season finale, they said we're at an all-time low. It's a good thing they were approved for a third, third season so early uh, because it was at an all-time low, which is incredible because it hasn't done well. But... CBS likes to post that, hey, we won the 8 o'clock time slot on a Friday. Yeah, what were they up against? You had nothing. You were up against nothing. I could do a show with sock puppets with the socks that are on my feet. That would probably have a high viewer rating. Exactly. You had no competition. Oh, Yeah, they they have next to no competition. And they also posted, hey, I just saw this today. We're not moving from Friday. They're not moving us around. Yeah, they're trying to kill the show. I don't think so. I think they're keeping it there because it can't. They know it's the. There's no. They know it's the only. Yeah, they can't put it up against anything else because it'll tank. Right. That's the only reason. They're they're they're. It it's the whole you know oh we're gonna make it sound like we're putting it here because it's doing so well. No, you're putting it there because it's doing so poorly. You're trying to make it look like it's doing well. Right, right. And, you know, so, hey, it's it's the business. I got that. I, I Yeah, but, you know, there's a difference between the business and being just blatantly asinine with your depiction of things. Right. So go ahead. We You have caught up. Yes. I don't know All where right. we left off when we discussed the previous episodes. I think it might have been the um, Murdoch... And the Murdoch and Murdoch, yeah. But go ahead. I, I think that was the last one. All right, hold on. My thing just stopped downloading, so I'm going to get rid of that so I don't lag in the middle of my ranting. Sure, sure. So, all right. Oh, you're going to rant? But that's, huh. I know. He's a rant ever. I, I come, I come calm, into this. <laughs> headed, you know. I come into right. this calm, and I don't know what you're going to say. <laughs> all right. I'm going to jump around between all the episodes. You go because right ahead. Because, I, yeah. I'm binged them because after in my in my personal opinion how piss poor they handled having the original or yeah the original Murdoch on there I you know I felt like I was slapped in the face for him I'm sure he he viewed it as I'm being paid to show up I'm being paid to do go from A to B and also he'll be back yeah I mean I get it but it's still to me with a character that was that integral to the the original franchise i just i mean they did a better job with the original actor that played uh jack you know he he was in the episode he he had a fair amount of screen time and all that stuff but anyway 
So it was nice, air quotes, to see the uh, family of bounty hunters again. You think? You okay? I should preface for everybody: the nice was in air quotes. Yeah. It's great that they're trying to do more with them, but they're still just handling it all sloppily. The uh, for a <laughs> for a good moment, I really thought they'd recast Mama because hmm. I'm looking at her. I'm like, this woman does not look the same. So I actually had to like stop the episode several times while watching to actually go back and confirm that they had not actually recast her because I she did not look the same, which is really weird. But anyway, I digress. The fact that they've been just pushing and pushing more of the zany, funny, oh-ho-ho, tongue-in-cheek nonsense right. is an insult to the viewer's intelligence and the intelligence of the fans of the original. Mm-hmm. In... One of the episodes, I don't remember if it was before I took a break or after I came back. Explain they had done. What do you mean, the break? Yeah. Okay. I had taken a break because, as I said, <laughs> I got very frustrated with, with how they handled the whole episode with the original Murdoch. Because it just, I, I was very angry about it. It's like, you, you took a character, an actor that is multifaceted, multi-talented, and you gave him essentially two scenes. Right. And it was just him lumbering from one area, from point A to point B, and then from point B to point C. And it just, it angered me. So I'm like, you know what? In order to not go off on an angry tirade every Friday, I'm going to sit and I'm going to wait a month. Well, then life happened and I didn't get back to it until... There was what? What was the count I gave you the other day? Eight episodes I had to get caught up on. Was it? Yeah, I think it was eight episodes. So I tortured myself over Mother's Day weekend to get caught up. Fortunately, Mother's Day I took the day off, but that's different. But yeah, so I came back. I started watching, watching from where I left off, and it just—I am very disappointed that. The glimpses of the true nature of these characters that we've grown to love were becoming fewer and fewer. Like, they don't even bother at all with trying to have him explain the MacGyverisms anymore. No. Oh, matter, no. Of fact, matter of fact, half the time he's working on the MacGyverisms while Jack is running his mouth or Riley's, you know, f- not fawning over his, his, his work, but like just watching him or Bozer's hitting on the his girlfriend or whatever, you know, it's mm-hmm. like you guys are getting farther and farther and farther away from what the show, what the premise of the show was given to us way back before the first episode even aired. So to me, that's a huge slap in, in a viewer's face because you promised us orange juice and decided to give us almond urine. milk or urine. urine. <laughs> You know, it's just, it's, it's frustrating. And then the episode, I, I don't remember the titles because they're not really important. They have no real relevance to the titles or to the episode. How How about how lazy that is? Yeah, that's incredibly lazy. It's like the last episode, MacGyver 
Riley and Airplane. Actually, no, no, I'm sorry, not and. It's plus. plus. It's the plus sign. That's just, I'm sorry, but, you know, if you're going to do something that, whatever. It's supposed to have be it, creative. You, yeah. Your job have is something to relevant to the show. Like, okay, if it was, you know, if the title of the episode was like Hair Scrunchy. Make that hair scrunchie be something that literally saved someone's life. Like he used it in one of his MacGyverisms or whatever. Right. None of this just, oh, we're just going to throw two words together and see if it sticks. And it they, doesn't. I, it's sloppy and it's bullshit. Yeah, and they have done that where I'm going, okay, so, see, <laughs> silly me. Even though I like hate the, the The Riley in the airplane one kind of worked because that actually was relevant to the story, but... Yeah, but typically when they title something, in the beginning, I'm like, all right, so they're not even trying with these titles, but okay. I'll let me, let me at least, it gives me something during the episode to look for. Let me yeah. see the hair scrunchie. Yeah. And I watch it, and episode after episode, I'm like, that wasn't even in there. Yeah. What the heck? Are you like, like I said, the, the Riley in the airplane, I think, was the only one where it was actually something to do with the episode. Right. But even that, although, is just even though I. Even though I call BS on that because, yeah, I'm well, pretty sure. Well, actually, no, I call BS on that episode for a couple of reasons because I know you and I went or I went off on this tirade the last time, but their CGI is shit. Yeah, I'm sorry. In that episode, the airplane flying above clearly CGI ocean and land that doesn't match any geography i've ever seen right. right now granted you know i've only seen a small portion of the earth but still i know coastlines that looked like no coastline i've ever heard of right and the next shot and the plane's still flying it hasn't decided to start plummeting yet you see another shot of a mountain range behind the airplane but yet five seconds ago they were flying over a peninsula above the water. Yep. Oh, and then five seconds after that, this the plane's plummeting and it's above a city? Right. Right. Anyway. So... <laughs> they got... It was the episode... The episode that they had touched on, and they do... They're notorious for this. They come into, into the middle of an adventure... Some nonsense happens. MacGyver pulls a MacGyverism and saves the day. And it was an ep episode that started where they were on an airplane. A guy detonates an EMP and bails out of the airplane because Riley didn't shoot him or whatever. I remember that. Yep. Well, they'd finally decided to go back and touch on that. Okay, great. You're actually following a loose thread that you had set up however many weeks, months ago. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. I felt so insulted and pandered to with this this one episode i almost texted you and said nope i can't do it i'm walking away i cannot force myself to watch this garbage anymore because it was every couple minutes they had they had to do a diehard reference there was like 11 references in that episode to diehard because they just kept hitting you over the head oh yippee kaye you know it's just like ah yeah uh, go to, i just 
go come to the party and have a good time. Like, yeah, okay. it's like, okay, now you not only really put a bad taste in my mouth about this series, but now you're shitting on a movie that I genuinely enjoy. Because you're overdoing it. Well, it's the fact. Now, Go ahead. Well, now there was a split second in that episode that I'm like, oh my God, we're actually seeing a glimpse, a glimpse, a glimmer, a, a, a shining moment of MacGyver being MacGyver. And that lasted all about of a second because they shit all over it because he was sitting there or he was standing there talking to the kid. And I'm sorry, but I've never experienced a child that acts like that. Now, granted, you know, I don't have the neighbor from hell like you do, but True. I've never experienced a kid who was that blatantly disrespectful and a snot-nosed little shit. It's just... it. I don't know how people think this is good TV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm sorry for the people that may be listening to this and think I'm being unreasonable, but... We had done an episode a while back, you know, saying the showrunner's oath. And I really feel like more and more that is not even being considered. Like they're just cranking it out. And as you and I were talking yesterday on the phone, it's blatant that all they're doing is taking a script for Hawaii Five-0, erasing the character names, plopping the MacGyver character names in and sending it off. There you go. And sending it off down the line to the film. That's why I said that because you could tell when they were coming up with the dynamic for, all right, wait, we got the MacGyver license. How are we going to do this? Easy. Look at it. He was a a lone wolf, right? Previously in this version, he'll be the McGarrett. We'll have Jack Dalton be uh, the Dano. They'll have their banter, and then we'll just fill in the rest, and it'll be another team show, right? Go, go, go. Crank that out. Yeah, and it's just, I'm just so annoyed that it's becoming more and more blatant. Right. Like, they're not even trying to hide it. I know. I know. And, like, I know they're going to be doing Magnum P.I. We know that's going to end up getting bastardized. People are already ticked, by the way. Yeah, well, I don't blame them. Because they saw the one picture of him sitting back in his car, and they're like, he, first of all, just on a superficial level, he looks nothing like Magnum P.I. Two, they don't care about it. They don't, just like they didn't care about Richard Dean Anderson MacGyver, they just took it, and we're going to do it our own way. Well, then call it something else. Yeah. You have a responsibility when you use the name of something when that's you, loved. Yeah, when you use that license, you have the expectation of treating that license and the fans with dignity. Yep. And they're not. And it's just asinine, disrespectful, and we as fans deserve better. Indeed. The, you know, I... You know, I can overlook, you know, a person not necessarily looking the part because if the story's there, if the portrayal is done well, I will look past that. If but it, when it's, it's a just sincere attempt, even though I would, exactly. I figured I would nitpick it and have problems with the show no matter what, because 
one that's not a continuation. So yeah, if they had just done that, we wouldn't be griping as much, but we would, you know, we go, well, okay, it's obviously not going to be Richard Dean Anderson, but we, yeah. if it's his great like, son, good enough, he can make his own mistakes. It lives, yeah. it stands out. Um, a prime example of, of essentially this was, I'll use this as, as the example, Battlestar Galactica. When that came out, everybody was up in arms that were fans of the original because, oh, well, this isn't going to be a continuation of them looking for Earth. What? You know, this is a new Adama. This is a new Apollo and Starbucks, a chick and blah, blah, blah. Right. It's like, okay, I went in cautiously optimistic. And with one line of dialogue, they took care of it all. Yep. They said, this has all happened before and it will happen again. Yep. So it, it's basically said in that moment, it's a cycle. We're, we're paying homage to the original by doing this, 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 and this, but we're going to do this to keep it separate. Mm -hmm. And also, and go ahead. Wonderfully done. Wonderfully done. Well, what I was going to say to you was, there are some things in this world that you can do and improve upon. Uh, Battlestar Galactica is one that because of current technology and just writing sensibility oh yeah it was so superior to the original because the original has its fans but it it was it was television's attempt to cash in on star wars so you yeah absolutely you so could tell that was that, that space 1999 you know you could tell the shows that came out right around the big sci-fi really getting its Footing. Right, and you knew that it was only because of the technology of the time that they couldn't make it what we see in our heads. So you make you make adjustments to enjoy it. So yeah. now the new one comes out and it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Hawaii Five O. Hawaii Five O reboot is superior to the original. Uh, at least it was for the first couple seasons. And then you start to go, I, I, I already saw this episode. Oh, yeah. wait, wait a minute. Wait, this is predictable. I could tell by the first episode of certain shows such as Hawaii Five-0. In the first episode of the season, they spell out how the rest of the season is going to go and take away any surprises. Yeah. You know, so you know how the last episode is going to be because they have to wrap everything up. Um, but to their credit, originally it was better than the original. But you had to update. That's one of those franchises that needed to be updated because it was so seventies in the original. Yeah, and was like, fine, but you know, like other shows that you know they could get away with doing this with, and I'm actually su surprised they didn't. Chips, well. Starsky and Hutch. You know, the shows that were the cop dramas of the day, take those, do those in this vein. Don't take shows like Magnum P.I., MacGyver, and force them into this into this formula that just doesn't fundamentally work with the characters. Well, everybody said, if you watch, uh, uh, <laughs> if they had just done what they were supposed to do with Magnum, they would have done what they should have done with MacGyver. You continue the story. Magnum was supposed to be on ABC, I believe, as 
His daughter, who's, in, so, yeah. who's in canon, who comes back to Hawaii to pick up her father's business. You would have gotten Tom Selleck to come back whenever they wanted. Same yep. thing with MacGyver. I was thinking about it today. Richard Dean Anderson wants to come back to MacGyver. He's yeah. all about it, but he's not coming back to this pile of crap, God bless him. Nope. And I and, love that. And had I not, I think you had shared it the other day on on our on our Facebook page, or someone did, because I think Jess liked it, or didn't like it, but I think she had shared it or something like that. It was the video of, <coughs> the in the final episode of the season, where MacGyver and his father were talking to some thug that they had chased down. Yeah, that down. was me. That was me. That, oh, that was you. That, yeah. that was a little because that was the day it was going to be on, and I I wrote, nope. Yeah, I, or no, I think she'd liked it or something because you had said nope because she knows our feelings on it. Right. And I like thank goodness you did that because I technically had had that spoiled for me, but with faux Giver, I don't care about spoilers. Sure. But yeah, it's just like. Uh, angering and frustrating that they do this nonsense to us and like at one point in the final episode of the season jack had made the remark you're just like your dad or you do that too or something like that i'm like okay that's a good explanation why he's a shithead but you know you would think having somebody point that out to him would be a moment of oh wow i'm really i really need to get my ass or my shit in gear you know but no. And, oh, spoiler alert for those that may not have watched the final episode. He walks away from the Phoenix Foundation. And I'm sorry, but as soon as he did that, I'm like, good. Bye. You know, it's just, I don't, they, they do nothing to genuinely make you care. You don't care. You don't buy it, by the way. He's not, and, you don't go, oh, oh wow. What? Oh, and, this, and this nonsense about, you know. DSX being the Phoenix Foundation, which was preceded by something else, and then something else, and then something else, dating all the way back to World War, I think, two is yeah. when they, they're claiming. I'm like, nah, bullshit, sorry. I don't buy it. You've done nothing to make that believable. Right, right, right. Um, You're telling us it. You're not showing us, you know. Well, well, touch upon each episode that you can recall before before I comment on anything. Give people the rundown of right. just the general idea. Yeah, here, let me. I'll I'll bring up the episodes on my phone because so I have yeah. a list of the titles. Well, while you're doing that, let me just point out what I said to you yesterday to everybody that there's a couple other podcasts that are MacGyver related. Uh, we're we're all kinfolk. I always think of us as being part of the same MacGyver loving family. And <laughs> the one who I thought would keep up on this, who had switched over to talking about the reboot, have stopped. I don't know if they're just busy or if they realize that why are we even talking about it? Because it's garbage. Because I listened to one of their actually their last episode so far. And they're talking about an early episode from the beginning of this season. and Yeah, with the styrofoam peanuts. And they're just saying, this is this is bad. And they're, through the whole thing, they're making fun of the production, the the acting, the, re the writing. And I just went, I, I skipped through it 
And I went, yeah, they're right. They're absolutely right. And I don't blame them if they do kind of pump the brakes for the moment. But more impressive, <laughs> you know how there are after shows that the networks pay for? It's basically the networks yeah. are using the publicity machine to go, look at people are talking about it. Get out there and talk about it. Now, they've done it for Sleepy Hollow. They've done it for... Pick the up. walking, yeah, the walking, walking dead's dead. known for, but they have their own. They, they, yeah, they, they have that. uh, Riverdale. Um, well, they did one for the Not MacGyver show, and I listened accidentally to I accidentally downloaded one from the end of the first season and listened to it. And they even said on that episode, This is this is not a good show. This, I know we're being paid to do this, but the, I, I don't know what they're doing. I don't... Essentially, they're saying, you know, I'm sorry, we're supposed to be hyping this. This is not a good show. Well, since yeah. then, they've done maybe a couple others, but now that doesn't even exist. How bad is this where the people you are paying decide, we can't do it, just shut it down? Yeah, that should... That should volumes to you it should speak volumes yeah <clears throat> it's 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 but it's the arrogance of just crank them out Cr yeah there are there are these like millennials i know who are who are loving it who never saw the original we yeah could, like trick i know them. i know you i know you you don't watch the ncis tv series because of the whole tongue-in-cheekness sure, sure, that sure, sure, sure. i've thoroughly enjoyed all of ncis now yes it, it does have a, a set formula here and there, but the, like the acting, the, the portrayal of the characters to me is leaps and bounds better than this nonsense. Mm -hmm. And they, it's a, a very well done balance of, you know, the team based stories and the individual character stories. You'll get an episode that may focus on this character or that character. And they have it set up where, they give you the A plot for the store for the season or for the couple seasons. Cause they've had that go where they've had some seasons that have had an ongoing story. Sure, arc. sure. I don't mind an undercurrent of something. Yeah. But they do it in a way where, you know, you'll get a line here, like, you know, any word on this character or on this thread or that thread. No, we're working on it. So-and-so's offsite doing, you know, investigating or whatever. And then, like, the next episode might be what they were up to or what have you. So, I mean, I think, I hate to say it, I think they need to get the writing team, flush them, and hire a team that's better. If they're going to force this team aspect to on us, get a, get a writing team that actually comprehends how to write for a team. Right. Hell, you got, it's on CBS, you've got, you've probably got the writers that were responsible for CSI. One of our beloved shows, you and I, yep, 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 you know, yep, go yep, on yep, yep. Awful, often about that. You've got the NCIS crew, which you've got three shows and I can't speak for LA, but I know New Orleans and NCIS have been fairly well on point. If you're going to force the team aspect, get people that actually know how to write for the teams. What? Right. But also, 
in the case of the not MacGyver show, you already failed. Yeah, the absolutely. MacGyver well, is an army upon himself. Yeah, he he's a team on his his own, you know. Which I one of the episodes. I, I feel like I should just say screw it and jump from episode to episode. But you wanted me to hit each episode. Um, well, it, 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 you can you can just do the last couple. I don't. Yeah, because hammock hammock and balcony. That was just a BS episode of fillerness because. But there was I'm a sorry. hammock and there was a balcony. Yeah, so that was, and that actually works. But the the thing that annoyed me was somehow they blew their cover. Like, I'm like, okay, they blew their cover, but you didn't show us how they blew their cover. It's just mysteriously these two people that they were following, they're into the air and were like, we're being followed. They must have had a script. They must have, sure. they must have found them laying sure. around. Uh, let's see, the bear trap. Bob Boss. I'm calling bullshit on that entire episode. Wait, Chernobyl. Which one? Which one? Because I... Bear Trap and Mob Boss. That's uh, the one where they were in Chernobyl oh, without hazmat suits. And they didn't care. They'd be dead. They would be dead, 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 dead. Wait, dead. Wait, can I? Can I? I'm going to try and jump in just when I remember yeah, go certain ahead. things. Yeah, go ahead. Because on the podcast, the after. No, it wasn't the after show. It was one of the other <laughs> MacGyver podcasts where they were talking about they're like. Can we even call these opening gambits? Because there's no beginning, there's no end. You're just getting some goofball slapped together. Look at these idiots in the middle of a mission running from bad guys and, and joking with each other. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that was a good point. I love that. But the one in the Chernobyl, I believe, starts off with, oh, we're floating. We're, it's an up tribute where... They have all these balloons and they're yeah. floating. And yeah, they're floating on like a pallet. Sure. So and they're up high enough that I'm sorry, you would have suffocated because the air's too thin. Well, that's what they started to say. They're like, "We're getting higher. I don't know what to do." <laughs> and they're and they're also playing up the the scared of heights thing to an unrealistic level. Yeah. Uh, because they they remember wait the original MacGyver had a thing about heights yeah but he wouldn't become stiff as a bored scaredy cat but uh, i digress yeah here's the problem i have with that scene besides nonsensical in the middle of it whatever what are we gonna do how are we gonna get down we're all, we're going higher we're gonna end up in the ocean really you idiots first of all you can cut away balloons if you wanted to but you could also do what uh, Jack did and just shoot them. Yeah, except there's no way he had enough ammo to no. slowly do it. No, no, no. You, had, you, you shoot. You took out more balloons than you meant to. You're going to drop and also tilt, yeah. tilt the thing that you're on, which could flip you off, and now you plummet to your death. Yep. It would have been smarter to cut away a balloon here and there. Yeah. Or, you know, take the, take the Swiss Army knife on a stick and poke the balloons you know but nope 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 Never. yep so all right yeah so that was the bear trap and mob boss it's like i'm sorry but and anybody who has half a brain knows chernobyl is a nuclear wasteland right they actually like jess had actually found out because we started doing a a thing on facebook where we'll cover weird things that are current or old. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we talked about in an earlier episode 
because we only do that once a month, uh, was about these animals that, like these dogs that live in Chernobyl, yes. where you or I would not be able to pet them because even though they're not the original dogs that were there when Chernobyl had its meltdown, mm -hmm. but their bodies are so radiated, it's genetic. Like they're born radioactive. So they actually have people that go in for a couple hours and they'll, you know, take care of the animals that are stuck living there because they can't leave them or they can't take them elsewhere because they're too radioactive. Sure. But the fact that they're, they spend all this time in Chernobyl and this nuclear, you know, wasteland and they're just wearing street clothes. Not bullshit. Sorry. Well, don't no. forget. No, don't forget. Not MacGyver had to keep talking about it. Like, let me stop. Here, here's the thing. They don't even understand the base of MacGyver's character. Yeah. He's not a nerd. They keep calling him a nerd. Uh, he also, obviously we've mentioned this a hundred times, isn't an arrogant little twit who has to mouth off all the time about what he knows. Right. Also, and here's a big one. Just as big as the others, but it's the one that's the newest in my head. He's not an expert in every GD thing that you could nope. possibly be an expert in. Nope. He might have a range of no knowledge on the subject to having a fairly un, a fairly decent understanding of a, of a, of, a, of a topic. But that's it. He's not a end all be end all expert of everything A through Z. Oh, look, know. the stars. Well, you know, let me just build us a rocket ship and I'll navigate. Stop. I mean, the, yeah. when when they had him build a robot, a life that lived on its own. Yeah. that uh... For fun, by the way. This is what yeah. he does in his downtime. He creates life. Yeah. Bull crap. Hockey. But every single time they have him be the expert, like somebody, we talked about this. Uh, Sam Carter mm -hmm. who's smarter somebody asked RDA one time uh, MacGyver or Carter and he answered it perfectly he said Carter is an astrophysicist she's book smart MacGyver is practical smart it's mm -hmm. two different one isn't better than the other they both have their strengths and weaknesses and I'm like, absolutely and that's perfect. and that's and that's that's a perfect explanation for it MacGyver has you know survival smarts right she's got the she's got the educational smarts because i mean i think they even said and <clears throat> if i recall she has i think two two phds one in astrophysics i forget what the other one engineering was. perhaps engineering i think yeah but yeah it's just like come on now and, but yeah you know and, and even like uh, macgyver would be like they'd say are you an archaeologist mr macgyver not professionally like he backs off of it he never claims yeah. to be good at stuff but he yeah. does know stuff but he's not the one to go i am the expert in archaeology step aside daniel jackson yeah but this little he's... punk would oh absolutely so all right <clears throat> back on the uh yeah. tirade train here all right riley in the airplane yes the episode actually involved riley and it involved an airplane Yay. still dumb i mean this is the one with the uh colton family yep yep and i just it again it felt 
forced that, oh, we're just going to throw these people in because we need the drama. And uh, just the the nonsense with the relationship that had to be started. Uh, sure, sure. Whatever. Whatever. That's that's all I'm going to say on that one. Um, ben Gray Duffel. Sorry? It, you cut out. Ben Franklin and the Gray Duffel. No idea which one that is. I don't even remember it, but I know I watched it. <laughs> Welcome to CBS is not MacGyver. I mean that, and that's the bad thing. Like I remember watching it, uncover a dirty agent with a massive counterfeit ring. Yeah. Insert oh, general idea I, here. Yeah, I remember one thing in his discovery that it was counterfeit. Um, yeah, that whole you know. 10 minutes that you're wasting, you know, pouring stuff together and throwing the, the money in it and all that stuff. Yeah. That could have been resolved by five seconds of you taking the paper, holding it up to a light or taking it and holding it or taking the money. Sorry. It's not actually a paper holding it up to the light so you can see through it. That's or it was in just, the wall. Yeah. Okay. 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 Or take the, take the money and rub it up against a white piece of paper. If the ink transferred, it was real. If not, it was fake because that was your diehard episode. No, no, no. Wow. Episode 20 was the diehard episode. No. But yeah, it's like th that episode, the, that episode annoyed me. You know, the Ben Franklin and the, the gray duffel annoyed me because the, just the whole, it, it just yeah. nonsense and BS. All right. Skyscraper and power. This is the MacGyver, or this is the Die MacGyver hard. doing Die Hard, and it's just again, really, you had to hit us over the head nearly a dozen times with the Die Hard references. These are not likable people. I'm thinking no. of Jack Dalton. I'd be like, dude, shut up, just please stop yeah. talking. And just uh, it, he's it's such a cliche '80s character. Where and he's and Mr. the fact Guns that first. George Eads portraying him upsets me because i know he's capable of so much more sure 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 but like uh uh you know another thing i keep being reminded of in every episode where i go nope is the fact that not macgyver stands next to a guy who beats the crap out of somebody maliciously and who shoots people i'm only gonna shoot him in the leg all right just shoot him in the leg no 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 yeah, him saying that he doesn't use guns on this remake makes no sense because he's so okay with he's it. So At least okay with it that you go, <clears throat> why not just use a gun? You're not, there's... yeah, you're just like, being stubborn otherwise. Like the R, yeah, the RDA MacGyver, he would, he at the very least would look away so he wouldn't have to see it. Oh, I don't think he'd, he'd allow he... it. He'd be. He he he'd fight it if he if he knew if it was worth a fight that he could he could sway the person. But if it was a situation where that person had no choice, he would walk he would look away and after the fact say, "You should have you should have you should have tried a different way." He would have let them do it, but he would have he would have gone off on them. See, I don't I don't think so because I'm thinking of so many instances where. First of all, well, I'm 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 speaking in in regards to the way they're doing TV nowadays. Back then, of sure. course, he always would be like, "No, there's always another way." And he always and he would be the yeah. one to figure it out. He go, 
wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. Here's what I'm going to, you know, and then he'd do it. But God, yeah, it's, yeah, anyway. So <clears throat> that was the, uh, I can't remember the title because it's that forgettable. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Die Hard. That was the, uh, the Die Hard wannabe episode. All right, then you got Wind and Water. This was one where it made no sense for the title. But it was basically like, hey, we're going to do an episode showcasing, you know, all the work that needs to be done in Puerto Rico. Okay. Oh. First of all. Trope alert. You're being heavy handed with it. You, they were being completely and cockishly overhanded with it. Like, okay, having them, you know, having them down there working on stuff. Great. I applaud you for doing that. But when you're shoving it literally down our throat with a shovel, pandering, that's a problem. Yeah, absolutely. Like Jack's line of, you know, I for, I forget the line, but it was it was, oh, we, you know, we gotta go, or you know, don't want to necessarily go because no, no, that like, was Bozer. Bozer's like, yeah. you know, heck, I'm having such a oh, good yeah, time. Right. I wish if we, I wish we didn't have to go. I would love to stay and help. Yeah, and see, that was that was so shitty of writing. It would have made more sense had Bozer or Jack or Riley, someone, hell, even Mac or MacGyver, saying, I wish we didn't need to have to go because there's a lot of work that still needs done. Simple. What was that? Two seconds for me to come up with that off the top of my head? Right. Right. But no, we got to do it. We got to basically make fun of this shitty situation that an entire country has found itself in to sell our show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. F you in the face, whichever writer came up with that line and thought it was a good idea. Don't forget in the end, you gotta uh, uh, do your, you know, there's still a lot of work that needs to be done in Puerto Rico, so make sure you donate to CBS Cares or whatever it is, which normally RDA would have done that commercial. I don't, oh, absolutely. I don't buy it from this guy. And no. I don't have a personal problem with Lucas Till. I'm sure he's a wonderful young man. I just but, don't buy him acting. Yep, I, I don't buy it. it. It's either his heart's not in it, mm. or the person trying to engage him to get him to give a better performance just I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. Yeah, right. And the um the ladder built out of cat five cable in that episode. Unnecessary. They didn't well they didn't even show it. They just showed him grabbing two things to cat five cable and then all of a sudden miraculously he took the time to weave this intricate ladder. Right. Really? Oh, oh, you're talking about the in the bank. Yeah, in the bank. Never show it. This is, let's talk about this. Or or the absurd communicator, basically, that he built out of a out of a big pen and a wire and a headset. I don't know what he did. No. I don't know bullshit. what he did. Bullshit. I, I call bullshit on that. They don't, buy, they don't give you the respect to show you they just think you you're gonna willingly accept it and go yep okay we will blindly assume that he is a brilliant at everything you never have to prove yourself part of the magic of macgyver 
And I was watching this as I'm watching the episode we're going to talk about uh, Last Stand. I'm watching it last night for fun. And <clears throat> I'm thinking they're taking their time to show you him figure, first of all, figure it out. Mm -hmm. Second of all, put it together. He doesn't have to tell you exactly what he's doing because they're showing you what he's doing. Yeah, now granted, you know, they did leave certain things out, but they also didn't want people blowing off their well, hands in their kitchen. When he, when he would like make that. an explosive, they would leave an ingredient out. But they would yeah. show him doing the work. That was yeah. part of what took up the time, and it was fantastic because you were on the edge of your seat, intrigued, and you mm -hmm. knew that you were getting smarter by watching this show. This remake, they just cut scene. Don't now they don't even do the overlapping this, 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 most of the time. They just Yeah, go, where it's like the multi-camera. Like, yeah, here's a bowl of crap, cut scene, smash scene to him now using it. No. Yeah. No. You, you, no. That, I hate that. So It's so yep. insulting. Yep. And then the fact that this became, uh, I'm going to go get myself uh, as a hostage. He runs in. And somehow sneaks in, by the way, through the bathroom. Yeah. I don't know how he's doing that, because th I thought about it. Yeah, because didn't they show him running in through the front door, and all of a sudden he's coming mm -hmm. down out of the ceiling? No, he was running down an alley. They're like, Mac, um, where are you going? I'm going to go get myself to be a hostage. Or I'm going to make myself a hostage. <laughs> and he runs stubbornly and blindly down an alley. So then they cut to him sneaking in through the drop ceiling into a into a bathroom well, yeah. i'm thinking about it i'm like how did you get in again i'm putting thought where the writer should have it would have been smarter for him to knock on the front door and say can i come in who are you i i, I just let me in fine jerk and then they drag him in yeah instead they want us to believe that he somehow somehow he found a way materialized in. not only in the building but in the ceiling somehow oh wait and then he he fights the guy oh i know what it was i was gonna say about this because i i remember watching it you could tell when they cut to his stunt double because mm. the guy slams him up against the wall there's not even a fight he he's there and the guy goes hey grabs him slams him against the wall and then drags him out of there mm -hmm. that, lucas still could have done that stunt that wasn't yeah, that, you know, that, that looked worse that, than what it was. Yeah, it, uh, it uh, frustrating. Yeah, but go ahead. That but was, yes, and the trope, by the way, just the trope of we got to have our hero be a hostage in a bank. yeah. Yeah, they could have done if they were going to force that cliche storyline. They could have. They there's no reason they couldn't have done better. Uh, just all right. So go ahead. So the MacGyver episode, uh, what the hell is it? It is UFO and Area 51. Another trope alert, but a boring, by the way. Very yeah, boring this, was, this was like trope alert. There, there was somewhat of a little bit of a fascinating aspect of it, but it had nothing to do with the Lucas Till, Riley, or uh, any any of the cast members. The concept that they'd used for the MacGuffin, the item that was the point of interest in the entire episode, that was an interesting that was an interesting facet to the episode. The little ball could have been, you know, it was interesting to see. Oh, okay, it's a 
payload delivery system essentially that sort of shifts its shape as it needs to okay that's kind of a neat little little thing if it's based on reality sure if it's based on reality i highly doubt it because right Right. it's just this show i don't believe anything right it's not believable and you know oh we're gonna go to area 51 okay somehow you made it onto a military base that only had two personnel on it bull Mm-hmm. crap mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i know what it is they didn't ha- they couldn't find the staff to to pull any of it off because their extras all got devoted to the thugs of the week strike team that's mm-hmm. probably what it was and that was it's that just, was completely lazy and, and such a letdown that they're like oh yeah no this they're not using it yeah and the and the whole thing with with jack and his obsession with the aliens it's like all right whatever uh, i don't i up, don't dude. care right i don't care about him i don't care about this it's dumb and okay i do have to take a slight, slight sidetrack and go back to the beginning of the episode with the whole nascar thing okay i actually had to stop the episode because i used to watch nascar up until i was probably 15 or 16 because it was something my dad and i enjoyed watching together mm-hmm but right around the time I started working, I didn't really have the time to devote to several hours of watching guys drive around in ovals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I have no qualms against people that follow NASCAR. Nope. I, you know, there are certain drivers that if they're still in, if they've still got a dog in the fight, so to speak, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like getting updates on them. Mm-hmm. My favorite race car driver is retired. I think his kids now in, in racing. But anyway, I did not. I did not actually believe that there was an Atlanta or Atlanta Motor Speedway. I actually had to stop the episode, hopped on my computer, and I actually went and I looked. And the reason that I didn't know that there was an Atlanta Motor Speedway was because it was built after I was no longer interested in NASCAR. Okay. Like it took that actually genuinely took me out of the episode because I had a general amount of knowledge about a particular subject matter that they were utilizing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they actually think that we're stupid enough to believe that while a driver is doing time trials, they're going to let not one, but two idiots Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in the middle of the road Mm -hmm. on the track. Mm -hmm. Nope, 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 nope. They would not have even made it onto the track. And even if they had made it that far on the track, they would not have had the time to stand there and dick around because they would have been pulled off. And they're like, hey, did you see what we did? A little throwback to the actual original MacGyver episode collision course. We yep. have the car in the painted the same way. I'm like, uh-huh, yeah, I saw I did, Yeah, I did notice that. I'm like, hmm, gee, that's more pandering. Yeah, exactly. But that's exactly like, what I thought, too. It's like, oh, I know. I just, it, it hurt. It pained me to... So, all right. There's that one. Mm-hmm. Which, now, which again, the the whole sci-fi thing was just a complete letdown. Yeah. Now for the oh, and while these episodes are going on, you know they're doing really stupid crap, like having uh, having Jack break into oh. uh, Maddie's yeah. Maddie's house, and you know. 
miraculously, she knew instantly of that. Of course, because she's brilliant. Now it's because she picked up the script and looked at it. That's what I'm convinced. Anytime there's like a glaring plot hole, I just I'm like, oh, someone left the script sitting. That, that's honestly what I'm. I'm just. I'm. I'm mocking it now at this point. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, okay, you know, the safe was broken into, and it's just like, okay, first off, that's bullcrap. You still would have had the police show up. Right. You still, you know. Now, whether or not she would have threatened to turn him in, that's besides the point. I mean, I'm sorry, but if this woman is supposed to be this cold-hearted, ruthless CIA operative, she at the very least would have had Riley's father jailed. Right. I mean, I'm sorry, but that's the God's honest truth. She may have suspended Jack or Bozer or uh, Leslie or whatever the MacGuffin woman in the, the lab's name is. You know, it's like, it's it's not believable. It's just garbage. And you've made the remark about millennials. I don't think it's just them writing for millennials. I think it's them just writing for the laziest common denominator. Oh, no, I agree. And that happens you know, to be millennials that are liking it is what I'm saying. Not that well, they're writing for them. They just happen yeah. to be the ones who, who don't know the original. Yeah, and I think part of it is it's a mixture of people that are, you know, the younger generation, but... I'd be willing to bet there are older people that are watching this that are just watching it like this. Hmm. You know, and those viewer numbers still count. It's like, no, they're watching it through their eyelids because it's 8 o'clock on a Friday, and for whatever reason, they're asleep in front of the TV. Maybe because your your show's boring. It could be the older audience that CBS would get teased about, too. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, Friday night... Friday night is typically a young person's night to go out and have fun, which means it's the death knell for any television show. Typically. Yep. Uh, you know, so the, yeah, the bragging like, about winning the eight o'clock time slot means nothing. Yeah. Now, if it was like eight o'clock on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Okay. Now you've piqued my interest because those nights are generally dominated by yes. one network or one or two networks. Yep. Yep. But yeah, it's, it's just it's just garbage. And I'm sorry, but something that really got my goat with the way the next episode played out cuz Mac finally has this confrontation with Maddie because through the course of the episodes you know, they get this nugget of information, that nugget of information, and him suddenly at the end of the episode prior saying, I'm giving up the search for my father. Yeah. Bullshit. Right, right. Sorry, oh, not done. believing it. You know, maybe, maybe I'm it. just, maybe I've just tried too hard. Maybe I should let it go. He clearly yeah, doesn't like, want to nope. be found. And I'm like, nope, bull, don't believe it. Well, it's the it's the cliche, um, you know, Hawaii Five-0 false like they expect us to believe it because then we're supposed to go, oh, no, something happened that re-sparks his interest. I, I could write this crap in my sleep because it's so yeah. predictable. But yeah, with, and with, um, when Riley and Mac had been get Mac Iver, sorry. I don't want to say Mac because okay. to me that that's sliding you because that's your name. <laughs> uh, when they were both given the high the high advanced 
uh, security clearance. I'm like, okay, first off, Maddie, you're stupid because you know darn well one or both of these idiots are going to utilize that newfound clearance to get into stuff that you would probably prefer they not. Mm -hmm. Access to your information, you dumb idiot. And what happened? Oh, oh my God. Riley decides to investigate, you know, Maddie for more info. Leading to leading us to the discovery that, you know, Maddie's oh, been investigating MacGyver's dad the entire time and blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, this is really stupid and just, I, I feel dumber because now you're forcing, now you're literally forcing this information down my throat. And we go ahead. Uh, go ahead, because all I was going to say was, just for the record, I think if I met the actress who plays Maddie, I think I would love her. Every time I see oh. her posts or anything that she has to say, I'm like you seem like a really sweet, nice, wonderful person. Yeah. How like I, the character oh, yeah. she plays, I want to just throw out a Punt. window. Yeah. Like. I've seen her on a couple of different things. Like she was on um, NCIS for a couple episodes as a as another forensic specialist because uh, she worked with Abby for a while for a couple for like part of a season or whatever. And I loved her. I loved her in that because I think that was a bit more of a fun character for her. But. This character that she's playing in this, I don't like her. I, oh, I just no. want to... I hate to say it. I want to just, like, just shove her head into a closet and lock the door. It's just... The fact she's... that they all tremble. And, and oh, they're all tongue-tied because <gasps> she knows that they're onto... Bull crap. They even showed you an episode where Bozer's being trained to not break. Yeah. Like, <sighs> yeah, it's like... this. It's running counter to itself. Yeah. And, like, had they actually occasionally shown us why we should be fearful of this woman, okay, then maybe I might, maybe I might believe it. Yeah, and see, and I would, I would never believe it because she walks into a room and talks like this and calls him Blondie. Way to be professional, yeah. by the way. Um, yeah, absolutely. Ego. Well, and here, here's something that really slayed me with the, this next episode. Okay, with the final episode of the season. Sure. You know, Mac confronts her. Okay. You're someone who's claiming to be an expert in everything. He, The first thing out of his mouth when he said he's got this information is, I've contacted the Department of Defense because you, as a CIA operative, executed a mission on U.S. soil. Essentially creating, or essentially committing you're going to jail unless you fess up as to why you were investigating my father nope they go completely in the predictable we don't give a shit about the intelligence of our viewers path but what a path of least and no resistance he might as well have held his breath because it was the same type of you know i am mad at you and i quit and the whole speech of just like, this doesn't feel like a natural conversation. No, it doesn't. It's, as I said, it's insulting. It's just like, really? 
come on we as viewers deserve better yeah yeah i it, i agreed i can't i go ahead talk about the, the last but episode. yeah okay so the last episode oh and her i cannot confirm or deny blah, blah. it's like okay that's a cop-out not only as an explanation but also as a writing moment it's like come on like she would have been better off just not just sitting there and just be like not not saying a word just staring at him you know it's like really there's not been one time quite frankly where i've believed any of the dialogue of this show yeah I just whereas i'll tell you this i would watch the original and you know watching these episodes for the first time i found myself responding naturally to confrontations or discussions and the way i would respond would be exactly what he would say mm -hmm. or something fairly darn close well for me it was exactly what he would say yeah in certain and i'd be so proud of myself but because i'm thinking look at how close to macgyver i am but you know what it is it's the writers writing realistically Conversation yeah, and that's what matters so much mm -hmm. that, like, I'm watching. I, I mentioned this yesterday. We're watching um, the episode with the Sasquatch. Yeah. Right. Uh, ghost ship. I think it was. Yes, that's what right. Ghost ship, and just him. The way he handles talking to Karen, the little Russian girl. He's not pushing her. He's not obnoxious. He's patient. And he's charming. RDA is just naturally comforting. You look at him, the way he responds, you go, I trust this guy. I don't even, you it's know. It's believable. It's believable. Uh, the fact that she trusts him, you go, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing because of the writing, per se. It's because of his personality. Mm -hmm. Nobody on this reboot. Do I want to Portrayal even and everything is, is genuine. Right. And nobody in this in this reboot mess is someone who I would want to be in an elevator with because they're they're not believable, number one, as characters. But even just simple conversation where it's supposed to be a heart-to-heart -heart moment at the end of every episode. I'm like, I don't know. This isn't the way people yeah. talk. People don't talk like this. Yeah. Like the... Uh, if you were... Yeah, it just... I, I'm I'm at a loss. It's just it's <laughs> it's so aggravating, and the whole oh, you know, the his father finally being revealed. Which it's funny. I was watching the episode, and I'm like, I, this just aggravates me. You know, oh, I've been keeping an eye on you all your entire life. Okay, that's creepy as hell. Right father or not it's disturbing as hell you know they basically made it out that you know phoenix foundation is dxs rebooted which was something else before it was that and it's like okay you've done nothing to show us that this is you've done nothing to prove that right you know had they done something where you know an example of when this could have done could have been 
done to their advantage that would have been laying the seed to make it believable was have one of the you know members of the team back when they were on that island in the Bermuda Triangle stumble upon a a document that you know oh you know OG OGA for I'll just throw OGA other government agency acronym out there Sorry, we just watched Rampage and absurd, <laughs> absurd, absurdly fun popcorn flick. If you get the chance to watch it, right. but yeah, you know, we'll just say okay. The the organization before DHX was OGA. You know, have somebody while they're looking for the chick that we've not seen, by the way, since since she was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. You know, have have somebody like see a file or whatever, and like what's this says something here about OGA being reclassified as DHX. That's what the heck's that mean? You know, even if, even if it was a throwaway line, you know, that would have been enough to me like, okay, well that's a weird thread that you just put out there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then they would have revisited in the finale and it would have been like, Oh, okay. That's now believable. Sure. But the way they present all this, it's just like, these are the facts. These are what you're going to accept as the facts, and I don't care otherwise. It's like, no, that's not how this works. And they're telegraphing everything. It, it goes back yeah. to the whole Hawaii 5.0 first yeah. episode of the season thing. Like, I just, and the whole, oh, what's the Boy Scout motto? It's like, uh, you need punched in the throat. Dad, hard dad that's what it is dad i quit the boy scouts two weeks after you left well yeah. what'd you do that for let's uh, first of all let me say this the actor i've seen in many a thing usually it's a comedy yeah. so it was interesting to see him in this serious role fine actor so i blame the script yeah i hate this guy i hate his father i I, I blame the script and the director because the director ultimately is the one responsible because they should not leave until you get what you need from an actor. Okay. You know, if you need an actor to give you a genuine emotion or, you know, deliver a line with stoicness or genuine, you know, anger or whatever, you don't let you don't stop until you get what you need and if you can't get what you need then you need to yell at whoever the hell the casting person was because that's clearly where the problem lies and just what about the fact that he walks into the room and his father they don't even explain what his father is doing he had made his own little thing Uh, yeah i've watched it twice by the way Okay, uh, I feel bad for you because yeah. I'm. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember why I watched it twice, but uh, I'm watching it, and I'm like, okay, am I missing something? Because he created something. They don't show it enough. You're just supposed to know that. Oh, look, he taped something to something else, and it's going scratch, 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 scratch. But then nothing happens. Like you don't know why he's doing what he's doing. You don't know what he did it with, and then mm-hmm. he doesn't turn around to address his son who walked into the room, and then when yeah. he does, he goes, Dad. No, he says dad before he turns around. And then, very quickly, yeah. the bad guy and, shows up. Yeah, and I'm sorry, but this is somebody that you you haven't seen in 15 years because you had to mention that like five times in the episode. Sure. I'm sorry, but 
odds are probably pretty good your old man changed enough in his appearance that you probably would not have recognized him. Well, the problem I was going to say was no sooner do they does he say that, but the bad guys come in with the guns yeah. blazing. Okay? The father picks up a paperweight or something and throws it clear across the room in the midst of bullets and hits the guy right in the face. Yep. It's the Holy whole freaking crap, bull crap. It's the it's the whole serving tray as a shield and then all of a That's sudden exactly a what thing. I thought. That's exactly yep. what I thought of yep. too. I'm glad you mentioned it. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> Very good though. Uh I just it's uh, lazy and it's unrealistic. Well, and, and here's something that did strike me as odd. Maddie told him where to go. Right. So we were led to believe that that was the guy's house, right? No. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I, I'm not even sure. It's just, it's sloppy writing. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it, well, if you, you're going to have to tell oversight yourself that you want to quit because I can't authorize that. I'd say, not my problem. Up yours, I'm out of here and just leave. Yeah. When I don't show up to work tomorrow, you're going to get the idea I quit. Yeah, it's just like, come on. you've ne and, and the fact that they never mention oversight until this episode. Uh, yeah, I I thought that was just me. But apparently no, they, they may no, have... No, it was super lazy. Um, What about the fact that the father is so, like, not Jack said to not MacGyver. I, he seems more like he's my father than yours. Yeah, because he's super violent, and of course they, the, not MacGyver just stands there and doesn't even wince at it, doesn't stick up for anybody, just goes yeah whatever. Yeah. You got to torture people. That's just what we do. Yeah, like the the scene in the the teaser that you had showed on Facebook when you know Pop you know headbutts the guy, Mac or MacGyver would have been like, "What are you doing?" Right, like uh. I, yeah, a concussion is going to get you the information you need. Right, right. And what about the whole, oh, I'll just quickly take his belt off and use it as a uh, to tie his hands together. You yeah. need to make a new hole to do that. You Generally speaking, yeah, yeah. Unless that guy's got a waist about the size of a it was such wrist. A, it, it, I went, nope, that was lazy. There's another lazy yeah. moment. You have to have now. It. Now, had it been a different type of, had it been the basket weave style sure belt okay no problem right. but no this was a solid straight black belt black belt yeah it's just like come on and through the whole thing you're just like oh dad i'm just i'm gonna drive the car and i'm gonna start asking you questions and when you don't tell me what i want to know i'm gonna stop the car and let the bad guys catch up boy that's brilliant thank you yeah. idiot. yeah and i just you're they're gonna kill you and you're gonna slow down so they catch up yeah i uh, just and then, the end, and then in the end, he's like, I still can't work for an organization with people I don't trust. Bye. And like, we're supposed to go. <gasps> yep. Well, like I said, my, <laughs> my exact words were bye. <laughs> don't let the door hit you. Actually, uh, let uh, it hit you. I just, I, I can't believe that they feel this is acceptable storytelling. Can I, let me point something out to you too that's going to happen. Just, I'm predicting, okay? Okay. When he comes back next episode, because, you know, he has to. Oh, the next to, season, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he, of course. He has to because 
one of them will get kidnapped. And, it, you know, it, it, they'll force his hand. And then it'll, it, I, I'm setting the prediction now. It'll be either his father. Yep. Or Jack. Or, well, I was actually thinking maybe Bozer. Sure, that too. Any of those. Because the, the whole childhood friend. It doesn't thing. matter. But yeah, it's insert, just like, insert family insert, slash friend here. So then, Ooh, or that's when they'll bring the blonde back. She'll be the one kidnapped. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do that. You're, you're talking about the, the Australian chick who... Yeah. Okay, no, she's gone. Yeah, who's disappeared. Um, but, no, yeah, what, what's going to happen then after that? Once he comes back, right? They're not going to have the father stick around. So he'll either go, I'm going to leave on a secret mission. Don't worry, I'll keep in touch. And we'll never hear from him again. Well, no, no, no. They'll do the... the Hawaii Five O style. They'll bring him back to kill him. He will mm. die at some point in the future, which will go. Oh, there's your big dramatic moment. Mid, mid mid season cliffhanger. And then he'll want revenge. And then, yeah, I I I can see this coming a mile away because I know what they're thinking. Well, we can't commit to this actor all the time, but we also can't have him stick around either. So, vacation, or kill him, or vacation and then kill him. Like, like, just, just, yep. it's, yep. it's, that's what they'll do. Mid season, you know, he'll leave after the first episode. Mid season, he'll come back to be killed off in the final moments of the episode. And then, yeah, it's, it's, I, it's garbage. All right. So, neither, oh, oh, go ahead. Hold on. Something else that really peed or peeved me off with the episode. Jack driving his building or driving the car through the side of the building blindly, by the way, blindly, Blind, blindly. And I'm fairly sure that wall that he drove through, at least to me, it appeared like it was solid stone and brick. No damage to the truck. No damage to the truck. And he was perfectly fine to get out. And he only hit the guys that we wanted him to hit. Yep. No debris hit anybody else. Nope. And <clears throat> speaking of vehicle, something that really bugged me. Okay. With the Puerto Rico episode, the van or the pickup truck that they were using for all the stuff. It what bugged me about it was I looked at it and it was a brand new pickup truck that all they did was repaint it to make it look like it was rusted. All right. Uh, uh, what about how he fixes the flat? I watched that twice, as I said. Oh, where he just plugs the hose in and, yeah. What? What What did he do? I yeah. watched it twice, or, closely, by the way. Yeah, and he didn't do anything. All he did was put air into it. But That's from not what? How but yeah. from what? Because they didn't exactly. bother to show you. No, they didn't. And what's even better, in the episode where they were in the desert and the radiator got a shot, uh, bullet hole through it. Sure. There, there, there had to have been something in that vehicle that they could have put back or they could have put into the radiator to make it work. I just, I, <laughs> I just, dude, it, it just angers me. At least we're, we're, we're together on this journey of disgust. I, I, yeah. Let me just put a little thought into your head too. They got rid of Scorpion. Oh, did they get rid of yeah, it? No more Scorpion. Uh, but they quickly renew garbage like this. Plus, bring on a new property to destroy. But yet, Timeless, we're still waiting to hear if it gets picked up. 
God, I hope that. I mean, that that show literally started off with a bang. I to sidetrack here. I'm watching the first. I was watching the first episode the night after it aired, and I'm like, okay, they're starting it up. Any other, you know, they're. I'm like, holy crap! They just had an explosion, and it it left it sit for a bit to let that sink in that you know they possibly killed off two of the people. Sure. And you find out really what happened. You know, it's just like eventually you find out what really happened because I believe they went and they focused on what was going on with with the girl. Right. Now that she'd gotten kidnapped by her mom and everything, it's just like wow. This like this at this season, I think it was only like ten episodes, but it was very well done. It was excellent, 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 yeah. excellent. So, and I I love the way the finale ended it ended too. So I'm hoping NBC will. Please hear or, or please and yeah, they renew did. it. Yeah. Um, agreed. Now let's move on to the good. Let's discuss yeah. the episode from the first season. Let me bring up some notes, give everybody yep. their proper dues. I am going to MacGyver Online episode guide. If you haven't gone to the MacGyverOnline.com site, please do. Uh, they have great quick references for everything and they have a great forum so you can read questions ask questions comment on stuff just check it out um they also oh by the way they were also kind enough to link if you go to their page under community what is it database database maybe uh it has us under there let me hang on oh nice no it's community let me Make sure just to be on this. Yeah, fan community. They have the Phoenix Foundation, a MacGyver podcast. Uh, They have Dashboard on Fire, who is someone who writes in favor of the reboot. And they have us on there, the MacGyver podcast, as direct links. Nice. Now, if I could just get them to be kind enough to put the MacGyver SG-1 series on there, that'd be sweet of them, too. That'd be fantastic. Um, but I digress. Uh, I this is season one, episode seven, called. I was say it's early season. Called Last Stand. Uh, air date November seventeenth, nineteen eighty-five, and this is an episode that for me is crucial and really hit a new level of comfort. And character development. Up until now, we've seen MacGyver on the job, typically. He's yeah. he's doing his thing, and he's always has a mission. Or even uh, Flame's End was more personal, but it's still... He got a call, so he was on a mission without officially being on a mission. Yeah. Uh, this <laughs> this is great because this is the a take on the whole. I'm a hostage, but he didn't put himself in that situation. Yeah. This this was a hostage situation that he found himself in. Where, not yeah. Where you go forced himself. You go. Oh, you stupid people! You don't know what you have among you. They just look at him. The way he carries himself is, I'm just one yeah. of the guys. I'm just hanging around. Um, let's see. The cast. Harry Caesar as Al. 
uh, Tennyson, uh, Steve Franken, uh, Jackie Earl Haley, who everybody would know now from everything. He was yeah, in, he's been in Bad News Bears in the first movie. Uh, he was in Watchmen as Rorschach. Great actor, plays crazy in a great way. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> uh, Kay Lenz as Kelly Nelson. Uh, Art Kindle, Michael McGuire, who else? Anthony Pena. Which, if I recall correctly, one of these characters, one of the, the one actor, I believe, ended up on uh, Magnum P.I., I think. Hmm. And Louis Van Bergen, Bergen as Buddy. Um, let me see. I, I, I could be wrong. So it was directed, just for people who care, Judy Burns gets credit for writing it, and John Flor Floria was the director. Um, here's the synopsis. MacGyver must use his extraordinary skills to free hostages and thwart the armored car robbers who are holding them at a desert airstrip. So the episode begins with MacGyver doing the narration about how his father used to take him fishing at this one spot that he can never find now. Whenever he has time or vacation, he'll he try tries to find, to find it. it. Yeah, which I thought was really sweet. Very cool. Very sweet. Yeah. Very neat. And it's so cool because he... Yeah, here he is just happy, and I know that feeling because I've been there, where you're just happy being on your own little personal adventure. He's eating an apple, he's lost, but he doesn't care, and he pulls off into this airstrip into the diner, where you don't know it at the time, but there's a guy playing the pinball machine, there's a cook, and he walks, MacGyver walks up on the porch, and here's this... Oh, what would you call him? I don't want to just say thug. He's a very particular type of, like, biker-looking guy. And just stares yeah. at him. And yeah. it's great because he just pauses, looks at him, goes, How's it going? And the guy doesn't say anything. He goes, okay. He just walks into the, into the diner. Yeah. And asks for directions. Now, I'm watching it again last night, and I'm wondering... If he knows something's up right away. Because the way that he goes, the guy goes, uh, uh we're closed. Yeah, I just need directions. Anybody seen, you know. And the head bad guy says, my order ready yet, cook? I'm thinking, boy, you're kind of pushy. I mean, think about that. If you were yeah. at a restaurant and somebody pulled that, hey, is my food ready yet? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't like you already. Yeah. And he goes, I love the way he's like, yeah, I know you're closed, but can I get a cup of coffee? He didn't ask for it to go, which makes me suspect that he wants to kind of stick around for a minute. Because mm -hmm. you kind of get the sense that something's up, the fact that the guy told him it was closed so quick. Yeah, and yet there's somebody sitting in there waiting on food. Right. Yeah, it, it showed that he was very, he was very aware of the situation going on around him. Yeah, he doesn't know what it is yet, but he's gutsy enough to go, I'm, what he's saying in Ghost Ship, problem with me is I can never leave a puzzle alone. Yeah. Cindy looked at me, by the way, when, when he said that, because she, she goes, that's you. 
Thank you. Um, and it, it's true. I don't know if it's a coincidence or, I, or if I picked it up from all my years well, watching this. But I think it's something you and I both have picked up just from our enjoyment of it and our genuine well, it's a, curiosity. I look at around. it as a good attribute. So maybe. Oh, absolutely. You know I, mean? I think in it, my I think development, it, I, I picked it up. Yeah, I think it absolutely can be, and generally speaking, is a a good attribute to pick up. So she hands him a cup of coffee, and as he's talking, he looks down and it says "help" written with lipstick on the inside, mm -hmm. which I know that she had done before he walked in. For anybody who might have, because God mm -hmm. knows how long they've been sitting there. And while he's sitting there, the thug comes in. And sits up on the counter is already like itching for a fight. He's in his business. Yeah. Like, oh, he wasn't gonna leave if he, even if he wanted to. Even if she didn't, like, the moment he walked through those doors, he was part of it. Yeah. And I love the comment that he makes where he goes, you know, finish it. Hmm. Finish it. Puts the gun in his face. And he moves his hand and. The thug shoves the the mug and shows the head bad guy that it says help. I love the MacGyver leans over. It was a little strong. And I love the fact that the head bad guy <laughs> likes his humor. He gets a kick. Yeah. Out of him. Oh, absolutely. And he says, you know, this guy will make you breakfast while you empty your pockets. Tells them basically they're waiting for the van, to sh the truck to show up with the armored car in it because they off camera. B team was the one who actually pulled off the heist. Yeah. And they show up and meanwhile, I mean the, the thug is getting handsy or mouthy with, with the girl and the, the chef Tennyson is going to he's threatening him. You better keep your hands off that girl. He's, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. And I watched MacGyver in this moment. And he never puffs his chest out. He's just relaxed. He's even telling everybody, gentlemen, gentlemen, let's just relax. Calm down. Mm -hmm. This doesn't have to be as bad as it could be. Appears to be, yeah. And even the, the head bad guy says, buddy there, uh, you know, killing to him is like breathing. I wouldn't give him an excuse. Then the truck shows up and the two other guys are there now. And they're saying, yeah, it went, it went off without a hitch. We got the, the armored truck. They back it out of the 18-wheeler. The and now they're going to send an explosive on the door to blow it open. But there's a guy inside. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the guard. Now, this is classic. I get the chills every time I watch this. Because this is MacGyver now. Instead of being random guy number three in the crowd. He's like, you know... With your permission, I can cut that door off and nobody get hurt. What do you say? And I love that because he's not hes not too pushy, but he does want yeah. to do something. Yeah, he wants to preserve life, which I think is right. admirable. And he's I mean, nervous that's... because the clock is a ticking. He's like, come on, what do you say? It won't cost you anything. Come on, come on. And he's like, you know, watching the... the the clock ticked down. The guy goes, yeah, go ahead. So he makes a thermite torch out of a bicycle, which is so freaking cool. Yep. And they take their time and show you him doing it. 
and he even explains it, which is yeah. fun for us. So it doesn't feel like at any point things like this drag, which is why the reboot are just insulting because they can take the time to. Yeah. Yeah, they're choosing not to because they're lazy. So then the guy gets out and mistakenly goes for his gun. Mm. The armored guard is <coughs> gets out and Buddy's just looking to kill him anyway. Uh... The other thug goes to, like, <gasps> grabs his gun, but doesn't point it yet. He's like, I'm not sure what to do. Well, Buddy just goes, boom! So MacGyver saved that guy just for Buddy to shoot him, which I like that that was unpredictable. He didn't see yeah. that coming. Um, well, it also goes to show that, you know, some people are just that determined to see someone die. Right. And also, you can see that MacGyver wants a piece of this guy. He's like, "All right, there'll be a time. I'm, I'm hoping yeah. that we're gonna, you're, we're gonna have words." Or yeah, words. you're on my, you're on my list to get a piece of my mind. Yeah. So then he's like, "You know, I could, I could jury rig because they're talking about how the plane that's coming in has to be worked on. The plane comes in. The guy goes, "Hey, how's it going?" And they're like, "Thanks." You're going to fix this plane and we're going to kill you because you're our way out of here. And he, you know, MacGyver says, oh, I could jury rig a, a trigger switch or whatever. That's no problem. Just to get them into the other room. And I love that they send little thug guy to, to sit and babysit with them. Mm -hmm. And the whole, you know, hang on, we'll just take care of this guy real quick. And walks over and bops him in the face and knocks him out. Yeah. And then they get to work, which is great because he's making grenades out of cotton, newspaper, uh, w I think a little bit of, little bit of fertilizer, I think. Yeah, and WD-40, I think it is, or starter Something like fluid. That, yeah. I think it might have been starter fluid, yeah. yeah. And that's cool. And, yeah. But, so now they, they're all going to run, and the whole dialogue between the two of them. Oh, the ongoing thread to this is one of the guys there is a Vietnam vet who can't fly anymore. Yeah, because he's he's got PTSD. And I like how he doesn't make him feel less of a person because of it. Or hound him. Yep. In most shows, he's, they he's would have hounded him. They would have said, yep. all right, look it. I don't care. Man up. I don't care about the trouble that you've had. Now's the time. Yep. They're like... It's, if, it's respectful and it's dignified. Which shows didn't do that then, and they don't do it now. Yeah. Uh, so they all run, and they're going to jump into the uh, water truck that's there. And the back and forth between him and the girl is great. She's like, should I even ask why we're going to be running out here? Faith, my dear, faith. Yeah. So then he starts lobbing the grenades, which are so cool. And... Now they're, they all run into the truck and they're driving away and here comes the car after them and here comes Buddy on the motorcycle. And he's asking the guy for a light. They throw it and I love the way the car, it blows up under the car, which doesn't make the car flip or anything. It just stops the car. It blows up, it pulls off to the side, but here comes Buddy on his motorcycle. Yeah. Who shoots out the tire the truck goes into a ditch. They jump off. 
he's trying to get a light real quick, but they're caught. Yep. That's it happens. You're not gonna always yeah. get away. And then they the bad guys take MacGyver and Kelly and just for fun because the main honcho is out the other outside. But he's like, Oh, I have an idea what to do with them. And I like the whole moment where he goes he points and goes, Come here to MacGyver. MacGyver's just sitting there with his feet up and looks over and just points to himself like me. Okay. And that whole great sequence of them being put into a freezer. Uh And he just, he's looking around, goes, okay. And just gets to work. While they're talking about the fact that her boyfriend has PTSD. And they make allowances for each other. And, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And you get the sense of this is cold in here. Yeah. And also, MacGyver is doing his thing. But not, again, not puffing up his chest. As a matter of fact, when the, the... the rack that had the the side of beef on it falls and hits him in the head. Yeah. You know, they make sure that MacGyver is MacGyver, but he's not perfect, as he says, not yet. He's yeah, he's not he's, the, a work he's not the best fighter in the world. You know, he doesn't even taking down the the piece of metal that he wants, it fell on him. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't done for laughs. It was done. I, it, for all I know, it was part. It wasn't planned, and they just kept going. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's because it, it's a believable sequence. It did hit him in the head. That was not scripted. Yeah. So, but he's like, "Ow, ow!" And just all right, keep working, keep going. And they don't pause for it. They don't laugh at it. He doesn't make a silly face. And he uses the eyes. I love the way he's so charming too. It's like, what are you doing? You know, water's a funny thing. It expands as it gets colder. And then she puts it together and goes, in the door lock. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's fantastic because then you're watching it happen in real time. They cut to the rest of them outside doing whatever they're doing. They cut back to showing the outside of the door. It's freezing. And Mm -hmm. then they use the side of beef to push his way through. Brilliant. Then oh, absolutely. he goes, you have the controls for that uh, remote control airplane, straps one of his grenades to it, uses it as a distraction, because now they're going to get away. And if they can get away, they're not going to leave anybody behind. They're going to gun everybody down, especially Buck, oh, yeah. who's hungry for it. Yeah, he's he's a sociopath. He's Yeah, and I love the fact that like they... they he uses the plane to fly by them. They start walking towards it, and the grenade goes off. He uses the olive oil to kind of, like, give it a time delay. They never specifically say why he was putting olive oil on there. But, right. But I get it. I, I watched it. I'm like, okay, I see why. And yep. now I, I can still hear the guy, MacGyver, where are you? I don't, I don't know what kind of an accent that is that Buddy has. Yeah, but I don't know if that's his real. Accent yeah, I don't know if that through. if that's his real. Yeah, but I, I'll never forget. MacGyver, where are you? And they're the rest of them are hiding, and they're like they're gonna find him. They're gonna find him. Meanwhile, he's taking each one down. He gets yeah. the little guy, wraps the cloth around him, and just drags him over to beat the crap out of him. Uh, I'm trying to think. What did he do with the vested guy? Yeah, I don't know. Buddy, it's, he it's, saves for last. Yeah, 
which is just fitting, Be considering. Right, because they they start the plane up, and I love the fact that he doesn't he just, he doesn't have time to make anything or whatever. So he just hops on the back and starts messing with the controls on the back. Yeah, which is cool because as it's going out of control, head guy slips off. Yeah, and then rolls and gets up and is going to shoot him. Well, PTSD guy gets in the copter long enough to hit him, and that was some good flying. Hits him yeah. in the back, knocks him out. Yeah, you you see, you almost, it, it's almost as if you see the guy snap out of his PTSD long enough to do what he knows needs done, not just because, you know, he doesn't want to let MacGyver be the only one to do it, but now he's, okay, this guy's literally risking life and limb for us. I can't let him be the only one doing this because he could get shot, he could be killed. And, you know, it's it, it's nice that it's nicely paced. It's not expected and it's also know. not saying well now he's all fixed no yeah he's gonna deal with that the rest of his life absolutely but i also like the fact that when buddy gets out with his rifle macgyver hops down under the plane and then as the guy hops down to look for him he hops back up on the plane yep and then macgyver jumps over and tackles him and rda doing his own stunts i'm like man that is that's a gutsy because it is. It's all one shot. He hops over the plane and starts fighting him. And nobody's trying to hide their face at all. Yeah. And it's a good fight. And they kind of struggle back and forth. MacGyver knocks him down. Then the guy pulls a knife. Mm -hmm. And MacGyver uses the rifle to disarm him and then hit him in the face. Yep. I mean, you know, they don't... MacGyver doesn't use guns to shoot people but he'll use guns as a wrench he'll use a it as a, as a club <laughs> yep. you know and that's he, i love he'll that. use a gun just not with the trigger you know i love that so much yeah um because now they would have had him oh i can't touch it oh, oh, oh. like be they'd overplay it yeah or in the case of this reboot stand by while somebody else uses the gun to mow down the bad guys yeah or sit there and waste the entire time to fully disassemble the gun. And to go, technically, I technically, I didn't use the gun. My friend did. Yeah. It's just like, oh, come on. I can't. I, I can't. Yeah, like I noticed that the, I noticed that a couple times in that episode where, because I think he and his father both disassembled the gun. And like, fully disassembled the gun. I'm like, okay, really? Wow. Okay. Right. Right, right. So, yeah, and then that's anyway. pretty much the end of the episode. You know, they, yeah, they walk I, off and, and they have the yeah, bad guys. And, like, they did, they did the whole hostage situation. Like, they basically did two things that in the new series that were, I guess, references to, to The Last Stand. The one where it was the Puerto Rico episode where he ended up as a hostage, stupidly but he ended up as a hostage. And then the episode that they did the opening quote-unquote gambit, the uh, restaurant that they found themselves in the freezer. Okay, let's talk about that for a second. Not to jump back to the bad stuff, but they were actually... I was happy for half a second because the MacGyverism that he was doing 
was understandable. Yeah. The setup was terrible. It wasn't realistic. It's him and Riley. And, oh, here come the bad guys pulling up. Okay. So, yeah. okay, fine. Whatever. I You jumped in the middle of an adventure anyway, which isn't cute or charming or creative. But then he's going to use the, the gas from the stove. He's going to create a spark from the last payphone known to man that's hanging on the wall, mm-hmm. which he takes apart way too easily. Yeah, way too way too fast. Writes well. down the number and calls it on his cell phone so it'll spark and go off. Okay, I'll... Fine. Uh, and they run into the freezer to protect themselves. Great. But then, of course, wah, wah, they have to make them look like idiots because now he's stuck in there because something fell against the door and he doesn't know how to get himself out. You're not MacGyver. You're a clown yeah. version of it. You might as well have MacGruber be there. It's it's insulting, it's stupid, and not funny. Yeah, and okay, at that point, you showed us that he's stuck in a freezer. Okay, he and Riley froze to death. Okay, the they froze da, da, to death. Da, da, Boop, done. <clears throat> right. You know. Um, I just... Oh. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. So, anyway, this episode, uh, uh, Last Stand, like I said, was such a key episode because... It feels relaxed. It felt like you get to see a much more natural situation, well-rounded. MacGyver not trying to be... He's not on the job. So you're going, okay, he would be this way all the time. Not just when there's a paycheck involved or whatever. If you you hadn't known anything else, and this is your first time watching the first seven episodes... This one I remember at the time going, ooh, ooh, this is exciting. Because this is yeah. this is different from any other episode they'd done so far. Yeah, because as you'd said, every episode up into that, it's him on site doing a job. Mm-hmm. Doing mm-hmm. a job, doing a job. Oh, now he's off and now he's on a day. Now it's his day off, essentially. Or his weekend off. Yep. Yep. You know. It's just very well done. And I love how from the the narration of him searching for the the fishing spot that he and his dad used to hit up you know to just handling of the entire thing from the you know level of humor with the help coffee mug to him being respectful with the guy with ptsd to just letting the woman talk because you could he could tell she was nervous she was on the verge of freaking out so to, and he was there to listen to her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just very well done all across the board. Yeah. Uh, so let us know what you guys think. If you agree, I'm sure you do. Um, and the next episode we'll discuss will be Heckfire number eight. Or we might jump back to do episode two of Stargate. Depending on on what our mood is next time we're going to record an episode. Yeah. Uh, And let us know what you think about the new intro. Uh, You'll also see, if you go to our Facebook pages, uh, either MacGyver SG1 Audio Series or... Actually, go to the MacGyver Podcast group page. It combines everything. I've been having some fun with Photoshop and creating scenarios or scenes that i see of jack and macgyver together 
Yeah. Which is just tickling me pink because I'm in my head, I remember certain photos and go, oh, that might work great with this one. Yeah, and I don't know if you're doing anything with the lighting on them or not, but it looks like you've, uh, you choose photos that it's not blatantly obvious that they're taken from two different lighting sources. Right. I mean, I will typically mess with the lighting to match if I have to. Or what I do is when I'm done with it, I load it into my phone and I use, uh, what is the name of this app? Uh, Deep Artifacts. It's an mm. app where you can make it look in different styles and I can adjust it within that. And, nice. And yeah, so it's given me lots of options. And I've gotten nice compliments from all over the country saying that you can't even tell. It looks like they are standing side by side. Yeah, a good number of them I've noticed you've done a pretty good job with. Thank you, buddy. So. Thank you. I like I said, I'm in such a a creative... Um, I'm, I'm always trying to be creative, but man, recently I've had so many irons in the fire. I have, I did that, which I'll, I whip up. I did that in like a half hour. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm two sentences away from the next chapter being done. Which then means right I, <laughs> I'll finish it tonight, um, and then I have to record it and edit it and whatever. Before the next yeah. episode comes out of this, that'll be out. Yeah, and then just you know everything else I got going on. I'm through. Oh, I'm I'm doing research to do get new background music for these episodes, and oh, I did the intros. So yeah, I was gonna say you've been pretty busy. I know. I know. Yeah. But, uh, and, and you got to see what I was working on earlier today. Yep, yep. With uh, doing stuff for the business. So. But uh, all right, everybody. Let us know. Please, as always, rate, review, yada, yada, yada. And remember, stay creative. See you, everybody. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please let us know what you think by going to iTunes, Stitcher, our Facebook page, and also on Twitter. Nathan is N-A-S-C-H-E-L-L, -L, and I'm just Mac W. Jackson. If you'd like to help us out and give us a little contribution, please go to PayPal and sign in to donate to at MacWJackson at Comcast.net. And remember, stay creative.